Hi, hello, and welcome to a new episode of Release. I am so honored and grateful that you've taken the time to listen to what I have to say. I'm your host, Adriana. I've realized that I don't normally introduce myself at the beginning of the episodes. We are seven episodes in. So from now on, I will be introducing myself at the beginning of the episodes. For today, I wanted to talk about creation and kind of diving into so i've been hearing a lot about the phrase co-creator in your reality being a co-creator in your reality you are a co-creator etc 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 and i mostly see it in the spiritual community and of course the community mostly okay so social media paints a certain picture of certain things and when they paint the picture that they decide is the best to serve to us then they just package it up and they just sell it right so recently spirituality has kind of been on the rise like a lot of people are kind of delving into it delving into their spirituality which is great but the media of course has kind of trampled on the purity of what, like the core being of spirituality. Because if you Google, or I guess go on Pinterest, and you look up like anything that has to do with spirituality, the first few searches are going to be related to the aesthetic. Because a lot of... because media is visual right so in order to grab your attention there has to be a specific schema that they create so for example if you look up things about spirituality you'll probably see like the colorful aura um, wallpapers or you'll see angel numbers or you'll see like someone with incense and crystals or even someone dressed a certain way to symbolize being spiritual right and so that <clears throat> that same image, that same idea is pushed to us over and over and over and over. And then when you want to start to dive into that thing, you're going to believe that this thing is all sunshine and rainbows. It's all, I burn my incense, I rub my crystals, I read my cards, I dress a certain way. Whatever that narrative is. But obviously, that is the complete opposite of it but back to being a creator (laughs) being a creator so when we look at it from a religious perspective and again when I say religious I'm normally talking about Christianity because that's what I have a lot of experience with but if I were to go to my Christian mom or my Christian dad, or whoever, whatever Christian is around me, and I say to them, I am a co-creator in my reality. They would call me a blasphemer because the way that I see Christianity, it's very black and white, right? They only see things in a way that is wrong or right. Like, there's never any kind of gray area when you're talking to, not all, but some some of the older, hard-headed people, uh, but they normally just think of things in extremes. So in their view, 
creation has to do with the creator, which is God, right? So you talk about the creator. They're like, okay, God created the heaven and the earth. God created everything that is currently on earth and he created or they created because we're not going to give God a gender, but they created this earth for us and we are the creation. So how could the creation be able to create kind of vibe, right? But in order to break the idea of creating down, we have to, or the way that I want to look at it is we can split into two. So we have celestial creation, which is that God creating us, God creating everything kind of vibe. And then we have material creation, which is the creation that we can do as humans, right? And then I decided to kind of split that into two again. So within that material, physical creation, we are split into two parts, which is physical creation and metaphysical creation. So with physical creation, we'll start with um, our basic biology. Our job, quote unquote job, as humans is to expand our lineage. Our job is to reproduce. Our job is to create. Right? Like our bodies are literally made for creation. Just, just, let that, just let that sink in. Like, your body was created to produce. Not, doesn't have to be a child, or you don't have to want to have children to be included in this. Like, regardless of if you physically want to um, birth a child, or adopt, or father a child, whatever, whatever, whatever your case may be, you still have that potential of possibly being able to create a child but you still have that creation energy within you regardless of if you produce that child or not we can even look at it as we start to grow up a little bit so when you hit like kindergarten your job as a kindergartner is to create they literally give you paper and like a pencil pencil crayons markers they give you a template they say color it do whatever just whatever comes out just hold pen to the paper and do it just do it and obviously it's not going to be anything extravagant but we're still we're beginning to tap into that transformation of taking it from potential energy to actual actually doing the thing right potential to kinetic energy great and then as we get older some of us forget our creativity or we are told okay now you're turning 15 you no longer need to create these imaginary worlds maybe 15 is a little bit too late let's go a little bit back now you're turning i don't know eight whenever people stop playing with with toys because when you're playing with toys you create an imaginary world now it's time for you to create the physical world that you want to live in right so literally as a woman um or someone that identifies as a woman um or someone with a uterus 
trying to encompass all of the people in this, but you are at from from the beginning of your life, it feels as though you have been created to create, right? Like from the from the jump, as soon as you hit puberty, you're told oh, you have to do this, you have to sit like this, you have to look like this, because a man doesn't blah, blah, blah. And obviously, I'm not talking, like, today's episode isn't about, like, gender roles or, like, sexism in society. But once you hit a certain age, all you hear about is, when are you going to have children? When are you going to do this thing? When are you going to create, right? And even if we look at it from like our main chakra systems, chakra system. So we have multiple, we have, we have a hundred and something chakra systems. And I think 72,000 energy channels in our bodies. But normally we focus on the main seven. So the main seven are, uh, so this is beginning from bottom up. So it's the root chakra, which is, um, deals with grounding and kind of feeling safe in your environment. And then we have the sacral chakra, which is the second one up. And that is the hub of creation. That is where your sexual energy lies. That's where your confidence lies. And then we have the solar plexus plexus chakra which is um your chakra of transformation your heart chakra we know what the heart does your throat chakra and then your third eye chakra and your crown chakra right so the crown is about being connected to kind of the spiritual world your third eye is being able to use your discernment to see things etc 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 so the sacral chakra like i said is the hub of our creation it's literally an energy center in our bodies so when you understand that creative energy that is within you and you know how to wield it you become a more powerful a more powerful creator and for the people that there are people that didn't suppress the energy because they couldn't other people that didn't suppress that creative energy because they didn't want to and these people are i guess they're the same thing in some in some sense because if you didn't want to do something, that means that it's because you couldn't stop doing it. I hope that makes sense. Let's, mm, let's backtrack. We're just going to talk about the people that couldn't suppress that creative energy. And you continue to strengthen all of this creative energy inside of you. Right? And as someone who I believe that I couldn't have suppressed my energy, like regardless of what my environment was saying me saying to me and telling me that I shouldn't do, I had no like it was like the inspiration, the it was like leaking out of me and I had to do something to kind of pull it all together, pull it all together, get it out of me so that I can go about 
my my daily my daily stuff um and if we go back to the actual meaning of creation right so we've talked about the physical creation within us as humans and then now we're going to talk about the language right so creation or the word creative right the word creative is used as a noun and an adjective right so the noun would be i am a creative i am a person that creates and then it's also used as an adjective to be like i am creative i create things simple and if we even look at the definition of create it means to bring something into existence to bro to bring something into existence okay i don't i feel like that's really that's a really powerful thing like it's a really powerful energy center to be within you like you have the ability to bring things into existence that's that's insane that's like it's i'm sorry i keep going back to the same point but like it's hardwired within us to create like we are a reflector we're a reflection a mirror of the creator like as above so below like it's 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 just a cycle right so god creates us and again when i say god it's whatever godhead figure you um worship look up to etc etc so god creates us we are the creation and then the creation creates and then after that creation is done it should be a reflection of the god within you right and then we go right back to god which created you and then you create and then that reflection is that um creation is a reflection of the god the creative energy the ability to bring things into existence within you right back to god and then the cycle just continues but as a creative i know that this stuff is true like i know that i can create beautiful things and i have created beautiful things it's just that i personally i don't i know a lot of people struggle with it but i can of course only talk from my perspective but i struggle with really bad imposter syndrome because when you kind of when i look at my creative things that i create which is mostly um poetry I look at it, it's just like, oh, these are words that are coming out of me. Like, they don't seem special to me at all. Like, people will be like, oh my god, I love your poetry. And I'm like, thank you. But I don't necessarily see anything special in it per se. Because that energy, that creative energy is already within me. I'm just releasing. I'm just doing the act of purging or making space for more creativity to come into me. I didn't like the way I phrased that. 
for more energy, more creative energy to erupt from me. Beautiful. Um, and one thing that we need to remember, I know I've already talked about this, but art deserves to be praised. Art deserves to be celebrated. Because I always see like, if there's like um, a musician or I see it on TikTok a lot where people will make something and they'll post it and be like, it's DIY. And then the comments are like, I could have done that. I could have done that. That's literally like you get like you go to the hardware store and you get like $20 and you buy this and that and whatever. Um, but that is the that is the whole point of art like we all have the potential yeah that person in the comments could have probably made it they could have probably done it they could have probably taken all the steps to be able to do it but they didn't do it and that one person has tapped into their creativity to create it and that step right because right below our sacral chakra is our root chakra And the root chakra is the chakra of grounding and it can get blocked if you are fearful. So because that person may have, obviously, they may not have even thought about tapping into that energy. But the idea of it is that once you push past the fear of, oh my God, um, it's not good enough, blah, 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 you kind of step up the the chakra systems they all work or the main chakras are we talking about the whole all the systems work together but i just mean like this with this main seven that we're looking at it's kind of imagine it's like um it's like seven balls on a string this isn't a good this isn't a good analogy but they're all connected in some okay okay well you do it like this it's like seven chain like you have a a chain link thing and there's seven links on the chain and you heat up that first link right you warm up that root chakra that energy is going to get pushed into your sacral chakra so now your sacral chakra is bubbling and then that gets pushed into your solar plexus. So it's like once you're grounded, then you go to the, so- the the sacral chakra where you can create. And then you move up to your solar plexus where your grounding and your creation allows you to transform. And then once you transform, you hit the heart chakra. So now that you're transforming, the way that you feel about life and feel about things is also transforming. And then you move up to the throat chakra so with the throat chakra now that you are grounded and you have transformed etc etc now you can speak your new truth right you can verbally apply you can tell people about your experience you can hopefully inspire people we move up to the third eye chakra by connecting with humanity you are able to see things that other people people may not be able to see because you're paying attention to different things and you move up to your crown chakra now that you have a better understanding of the humans and the life that you are currently living now you can connect to the to the divine right so it's just a it's just a chain it's a chain link reaction 
And I believe that art and creating is a way to connect us to reality, connect us, not reality, connect us to humanity, connect us to ourselves, connect you to the person beside you. Um, Just, it's all a circle of just connections. Because when you are creating art, right, if you're just creating it because, as I said before, it's like pouring, it's like seeping out of your pores. That isn't something... Or at least, again, I can only speak from my perspective. But that isn't something that I can control. Which means it is probably coming from somewhere beyond my conscious mind. And normally when you create art, you are like, oh my god, I'm so sad. I'm going to write a song. I'm sad. I'm writing a poem. I'm in love. I'm going to do this. I'm blah, blah, blah. I'm going to X, Y, Z. Art is normally created or connected to some kind of emotion. And those emotions are the base thing that connects all humans already. So you write a song about being in love. And you are like, okay, I've poured myself into this. This Every time I listen to this song, it makes me feel so happy because I feel like I've been able to properly get this idea and this feeling across. But once you release that art, once I can be talking about a thousand different things on this podcast and they can mean a lot to me but once I release this art once I release my art um release my creation it becomes neutral it 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 doesn't matter what it doesn't matter how much blood sweat and tears I put into it it becomes neutral once it's no longer under my control. I'm not saying that the art loses meaning. What I mean is that, it, okay, let's say that I write a poem and this poem is about heartbreak. And every time I read this poem, I cry. And it's about like a specific situation, but nobody else really knows about the situation. Or the people that I'm sharing it with, they have no uh, idea about the situation. But when you share it with someone, they're like, oh, it's really good. Like, I just, I don't know what it is, but I feel really sad. I feel betrayed. I feel X, Y, Z. And it's not that you've told them about the situation. You're simply sharing. You're simply connecting with another human and of course again that's not to say that like the okay I say that the person reading this poem is gonna feel the betrayal or they're gonna feel the sadness or whatever parts of yourself you put into that piece of art because the complexities of your situation still remain you your blood your sweat your tears are still in this piece of art that doesn't change but somebody else is tuning into your radio station 
I don't think the radio station is the right thing because it's a radio, it's a radio, it's a radio. But I'm trying to use good examples, but clearly I'm very bad at creating examples. But anyway, the point is you are still in this art, but somebody else is tapping into it from a different frequency. They're tapping into it from... um, It's like you're in the center of the storm. Maybe not the storm. You're in the center of the circle. And they're like... We'll use an onion, actually. You are the middle layer of the onion. And this person may be watching from... Or listening to you from the skin of the onion. They don't know what it's like to be right in the center but they understand what it's like to be a part of an onion, right? So you're, you're tapping into this age-old understanding of some parts of existence. It's like you play a song to a room of people. Like there are so many songs that I listen to that I'm like, this song is a banger. Like this is such a good song. I'm going to play it for my friends. I know they're going to love it, blah, blah, blah. And then I play it for them. And then all, they, all I hear is, it's a good song. Or someone will be like, oh, it's really good. But it's the same piece of art being pushed into different channels. Right? So I may feel really connected to this, this song because it's a song about heartbreak and my heart is broken. But this other person may have not even begun to understand the intensity of the heartbreak that exists in this song or the intensity of it that I understand. But they felt sad before. This is a sad song. And that's there's nothing wrong with having different understandings of art. Um, but that's why it's important for... S- large varieties of art to exist everybody should create it doesn't matter what the fuck you're creating just fucking make shit because just like i may feel a certain way about a song about heartbreak somebody else may feel a certain way about a song about getting shot that's really triggering um But I mean, we've had different experiences. And then somebody listening to rap music about um, doing gangsta shit. I may not relate to that song, but I can turn up to the song too. It's just that they may be singing the the lyrics a little bit more feeling than I currently have or understanding of of the song. But I believe that art is a gift. It's the ability to be able to see life through somebody else's eyes. It's literally being able to open up that, um, like right after your sacral chakra, we got our solar plexus. And I know I keep coming back to that because I feel like it's a good, um, it helps to bring a good understanding. So once you open up your eyes to somebody else's, um, and somebody else's life experiences, then you again we've talked about I, i've just talked about this but um we begin to transform 
But that transformation also helps with the alignment, or if we go back to our chain link example, the heating up of the other of the other chakras. So you're tapping into your creativity. That's allowing you to tap into your heart, to tap into XYZ, and you are you're just as you create you are aligning with god as long as you're aligning with your inner with your inner feelings you are essentially aligning with god um but all of this to say that um you are literally shifting reality when you create you are literally changing you are creating a new reality because if you think about it you have put out this song this poem this painting whatever your whatever your um, genre is you pulled this shit out of yourself and now it's a reality now my poem is a poem that people can just pick up a book and read or now my song is available in apple music and that thing didn't exist before you were born that shit didn't exist not apple music obviously but i mean um your art didn't exist before you were born and it didn't exist before you created it and obviously um people create different things um and people can create things that are similar and because our the i don't know modern society complicates things a lot if you just wind everything down the simple 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 baseline of humanity simplest baseline of humanity that's why sex everyone says sex sells because again it's like our primate like our primal our primal instinct that's why, like, the porn industry is so big. That's why rappers have women shaking their asses because they know that the video will get 10 million views because of the selling of sex, the selling of the sexual whatever. The music may be shit, but they're still getting the views because of them tapping into our primal, our primal thing. Um, but yeah. This energy exists within you and this thing exists because of you. You're literally putting a mark of yourself on humanity. Like Frank Ocean said, I'm just a guy, I'm not a god. But he is putting his mark on humanity, which of course we're using lowercase g when we say god as a creator. Big big G is create is um creator so divine. Uh, the divine God Allah whatever you call your God, that's big G. Little G is us. We are the ones that are putting our little mark on our world that has been created for us. So, let's talk about the second aspect of the way that i've broken down creation so that was just physical creation now we'll talk about metaphysical creation so first we talk about what metaphysics is and it's defined as the branch of philosophy that studies the fundamental nature of reality the first principles of being identity and change space and time causality necessity and possibility so basically 
Uh, metaphysical creation is your perception of your reality and existence and the things around us, which is obviously very, 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 very important because we create with our with our thoughts. So if we imagine our thoughts like water, okay, every thought is divided into a different cup. So let's say that our thought is, I'm not good enough. Every time you have that thought, you fill up that uh, not good enough cup. And eventually that cup of you always thinking, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough, is going to fill up. And then the cup is going to overflow into a bigger container. And as you keep thinking those thoughts, the space that you give in your brain to that thought also expands. And as this container of the same thought, this I'm not good enough thought, fills up, these drops become or these i'll refer to the the um the drops being the thought right so the this i'm not good enough drop becomes bigger and heavier and it creates like a ripple effect and the larger the container and the more water you have the heavier that drop is gonna go bloop <laughs> It's going to fall. And then those ripples are just going to expand and expand and expand. And it's going to start affecting other things in our lives. Because now you've created so much space in your life for I'm not good enough. So now you go into a store and you bump into something. And you're like, oh, I'm so fucking stupid. I'm not good enough. Like, blah, blah, blah. So now you're going into this place with the mindset that you're stupid. Your reality is going to catch up with you. People are going to start treating you like you're a fucking imbecile because you believe that. And your inner world always reflects your outer world. So that that's just to say that when you think shitty things about yourself, you're going to start viewing life. It's not that life becomes shittier. It's just that you are your world is just going to begin to resonate with how you view the world so if you're like the world is going to shit you're only going to pay attention to the shitty things in the world what about the fact that the sun rose this morning what about the fact that earth hasn't been smashed into a million pieces like that's something to be grateful for and that's something to kind of put your thought energy into But if we were to um, replace that I'm not good enough drop with, oh, I love myself, I am loved, then a, a totally different thing happens, right? Once you leave a lot of space and you begin making a lot of space for saying, um, you are loved, your reality is also gonna reflect that because you're focusing on love. You are like, 
I feel loved. I'm going to you start exuding love. People start treating you more lovingly. You start being more gentle with the people around you. It's it's a domino effect and it starts with something so simple like a thought. So, being mindful of your thoughts really allows you to see what comes out of you. So, in some ways, I kind of like monitor my thoughts like if i think a negative thought sometimes i feel like it rings off like alarm bells in my brain my brain's like hello this is a thought that we haven't had in a while what's going on are we reverting back to xyz so i can know how to deal with shit um but if it's 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 really simple as it's like let's think about it as like black slime and sunshine so if i'm thinking oh i loved life is beautiful i'm not saying to ignore the shitty things that are happening in life because i feel like um people also don't have a full understanding of the way that gratitude works i think i'm going to do an episode on gratitude but they don't really understand the way that gratitude works so it's not that shitty things aren't happening it's how do you allow those shitty things to affect you and affect your thoughts? Are you healthily addressing those thoughts? Are you internalizing those thoughts? Are you allowing yourself to always be thinking about the shitty things in life when there are other things to think about? So if you go back to kind of like the black slime and the sunshine analogy. So with black slime, if you are, let's say black slime is like horrible thoughts, right? So we are pumping this. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. Oh my God. I hate myself. I hate myself. Blah, 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 slime in. You're going to start exuding that shit out. But when you put in, um, I love you. I love you. The reflection, it's again, the reflection, the sunshine is beaming out of you. You don't even, at one point, you're not even going to have to actively start thinking about the way that you love yourself because your life is going to reflect it. You're going to start to begin to understand that you love yourself and you appreciate yourself and the people around you also see that and then they start to be like, hey, I'm going to love and obviously this isn't always conscious, but it's going to become a thing like, hey. I want to start treating that person like they're loved and they're appreciated because they're showing themselves as a person that is loved and appreciated. And sometimes, obviously, we aren't always going to be able to be mindful of our thoughts and we're not going to always know where our thoughts come from. But we can start with like our immediate environment. What are the people that are always around you? What do they say? How do they address you? How do they look at you? Um, What are the things that you guys talk about? So it's not only like, when I say immediate environment, I don't mean only people. It can also be like, what kind of music do you listen to? What kind of art do you um, consume? Because the things that are directly bombarding our brains and bombarding our thoughts obviously affects the way that we think about ourselves and affects the way that we think about life and i'm not saying that you should abandon every single person in your life that's a little bit uh, quote unquote toxic what i mean is 
do you want to be a toxic person? It's, it's a simple thing. You look at the people around you. Like, let's say that I'm friends with somebody and this person is a gossiper. This person is always on social media. They're always sending you posts of like other people, other people and judging them or they always want to be on the phone with you and they never allow you to do shit that you have to do. Is that the kind of person that you want to be? Because that's what's going to happen to you because it's directly affecting you. Now, you're going to start gossiping with everybody else around you and you're going to start judging everybody and you're going to start being a shit talker. And you're going to be like, oh my God, how did this happen? Look at what is immediately around you because it's simple. What goes in comes out. If you're consuming something that has no substance you are going to continue to be empty. You can't say, oh, I'm loved and I deserve love, but then you're not loving the people in your environment. You're not loving... Even when I say environment, I feel like social media can also be a part of your immediate environment. But if this thing... You're always on your phone. I consider your phone a part of your immediate environment. What are the things that you're doing on your phone? How do those things affect other people? Is it necessary? If it's not necessary, you don't have to do it. But you should just think about it. You don't even have to, it doesn't even have to be like, a, okay, I'm going to write down every single shitty thing that anyone has ever said to me. I'm going to write names, blah, blah, blah. No, it's a lot more simple than that. It's like, do you want to be happy? Yeah, I want to be happy. How do you slowly create a happier environment? You want to feel more loved? How do you begin fostering love within yourself? You want to be whatever you want to be. You begin with yourself. How do I change the parts? Because if you want to do something, you want to be something, that must mean that that thing is already missing from within you. So what do you need to change? What do you need to add? What do you need to do in order to achieve? Simple, align your reality with your thoughts. Because again, it all comes back to the self. You want to create, you want to do something, you do it. Uh, So to start, or to start, (laughs) to end, I just wanted to uh, share a, a short poem with you guys. It is, the first line is to create. So I thought it would be great to kind of end this episode. So it doesn't have a title. I don't normally have titled things, but to create, to bloom endlessly, pull the layers back, put yourself into it, to create. The rivers flow endlessly. The only way to contain it, to create, to bloom endlessly to be endless so that's where we end this episode thank you for listening i hope you guys are doing great Uh, and i'll catch you guys in the next one bye